Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Thrown so much at them and Flula once more. And now she's having fun and Stacey getting through the gap. Stacey Flula. New name, same great player. A long, long time they've had to wait to play a World Series event in front of their friends, their family, their home fans. And they have delivered. Well, that's the sound of the Blackfern Sevens winning back in 2020. After a two-year layoff due to the pandemic, the Rugby Sevens party is about to return to Hamilton. Uh, I say about to. It won't be till January, but it feels like it's tomorrow. The timing couldn't be better for New Zealand's All Blacks and Blackfern Sevens, who are really going well in their return to the World Rugby Sevens Series. It'll also bring a really welcome boost to the Waikato region as the tournament is set to return to FMG Stadium January 21-22. Joining us uh, to talk about that announcement uh, and plans going forward uh, is the New Zealand Sevens Tournament Director Craig Morton. Good morning to you, Craig. Thanks for your time. Good morning, Smitty. How are you? Yeah, look, uh, I'm pretty chuffed, and I imagine you are as well. You've got a definite date in mind now. You can plan forward. You've been the director for the last three tournaments, um, uh, but you've had to wait a wee while. What have you, th- what have you been thinking about in the interim? What, what have you got planned? Well, look, it's, um, we're really excited. And in Hamilton yesterday when we were at the um, media launch, seeing the faces of Tim Mickelson and um, Jazz Holtham and their excitement, um, because it means so much to them, playing at home. And then with the local punters and um, the business people of Hamilton, they're just so excited. And having a room full of people there when we did the launch, it, was, uh, it just made me feel uh, how important it was to Hamilton and the players, which was, which was awesome. Uh, well, you know, it was such a, a great spectacle in Wellington for a long period of time. Then it appeared to be losing its edge a wee bit more. Uh, we haven't had a couple for a couple of years. We've missed it here, although our, our sevens teams, I mean, uh, they're two of the most high-profile sports teams we have, particularly around Olympics time, Commonwealth Games time as well. How do you mean to cash in on that, Craig? Look, there's, um, with our event partner, 37 South, who um, have partnered with us for the previous um, three tournaments in Hamilton and, and are back on board again, we're looking at um, exactly what we do around that, uh, that event side uh, particularly the party side, the family entertainment zones uh, and the hospitality offerings. So there's a lot of work about the start or has started already, Smithy, around what we do and how we do it and best capitalise and make it a, a, an awesome weekend for everyone. This is, uh, what, over a two-day period as opposed to, what, a long weekend, is that right? Yeah, it's a two-day period. Um, There'll be 79 games in those two days, but the difference is from the previous tournament, we're doing it over two fields, so we can reintroduce the quarterfinals and not make the day so long. 
uh, for the punters, and it's, it's just way more enjoyable. There was um, some talk of going for three days, but it's just it's just too hard on the punters and a, and a massive commitment for everyone else to be involved over that period of time. So for those people that know uh, that don't know the Hamilton setup, is that we've got FMG Stadium. What's the second ground you use? Is it the, the club rugby ground over the back of the stand or something that you can lock off? No, it's a Willoughby, Willoughby Park ground at the north end of the ground behind the corporate boxes to the end of the ground, down the opposite end to the big screen. So we'll carry on using um, the second field behind the stand that you're talking about, Smithy, as um, warm-up spaces because... Having having twenty eight teams, it's just a it's just a lot happening out there, and warm up spaces is critical. Plus, we've we've got to find another space for the family zone, which we'll probably go to Fraser Tech, but working through that now, just to make sure um, make sure everything works, because the families are a big part of this as well. Uh, in twenty twenty, we had twenty eight percent of uh, of the uh, crowd were families, so that's a massive part of it for us as well as the family side, uh, as the party side. So, uh, with that in mind, uh, and, and as you say, it's a family thing, and, and kids get bored, and, and toddlers get uh, need like, a lot of looking after, etc. becomes a bit tough. Uh, so, what do you have in mind? What are those little contingencies that you think of in those in those areas? What we're looking at doing, and we and we did it the previous um, three iterations in Hamilton, is we'll have various themed rides and theme, basically a theme park in the family zone for the kids, which is split off from the party zone, which will be R18. So they'll have their own, they'll have their own little area, which has worked really, really well in the previous tournaments in Hamilton. Okay, let's uh, let's look at um, the other thing about it, I suppose, um, is promoting heroes. I mean, uh, and we have heroes and heroines, don't we, uh, in the Sevens game. You mentioned, uh, of course, uh, Tim Mickelson. Uh, as being he's like, like he's been in there since day one of our Sevens program, but uh, we, we've really got a, a seriously good uh, marketable proposition, and particularly in the women's side of things. So, how do you look to uh, to use that? Look, and and we all know that the high profile um, that these two teams have in, in New Zealand and across the world, to be fair, and our marketing team will work really hard with uh, within each of those sides to promote this and, and and I know there's a real excitement if you saw the, the press release out this morning to show that Eden Park sold out for the All Black Ireland Test match and both stadiums sold, almost sold out and Dunedin's been that way as well so there's a real desire to do that but we'll certainly be utilising the players and the players in the Sevens um, programmes are, are so happy to do anything we can to promote this event so they'll be out and about as well. Smithy. Let's look at, look at uh, participating numbers, uh, and I say this uh, under the hat of uh, bringing uh, things into the, the, the Waikato uh, larger community as such. How many teams participating? How many uh, spectators aside? What, what kind of numbers are involved in the tournament? So, we're, so in terms of the tournament, there's, there's 12 women's teams, 16 men's teams, and in total there's the equivalent of two referees' teams. So you're looking at around 510 players, 32 match officials, 150 volunteers, and you're looking around staff working over that weekend, around 1,000 staff working around the, in and around the venue to make, to make this all work. So it's, it's a real beast, and um, there's a hell of a lot of work pulling it all together, but... Um, 
we know that we've got the formula to do this and it's just a matter of tweaking it with the second field, playing field and what the family zone looks like now going forward. The day's gone of, of it being, um, you know, a party as such in the regard that it was in Wellington, the dress-up party, um, you know, and to be fair, there was, there was a lot of uh, a lot of booze involved and a, a lot of frivolity involved. Is that kind of theme gone, Craig, in today's society? It, it has. Like, you can still go to the Sevens and it's proven over the last three years, maybe, but you can still go and have fun. Um, you, you can be a rugby purist, you can be a family going along, um, or you can be a party goer and, and have fun out over the back at um, Willoughby Park and in the bars and restaurants that, that uh, they'll have over there. So it's interesting because I was talking to the Inspector of Police yesterday at the launch and um, over the last three years in total, I think we've had about five evictions. Um, so, that's, so that's been we can see that it's been kept under control. And with liquor licensing legislation, we're very respectful of that as well. So will, will tickets, uh, you have a, a pre-ticket, uh, pre-sale tickets going uh, on any stage or, or packages you've got for the fans wanting to attend? Yeah, so what I, what I can tell you at the moment is um, we will be going on public sale on the 13th of September and we're just working out around priority offers and that sort of thing in the next um, month or so, some of the, to see what that looks like, but we'll certainly be keeping everyone updated as we go through the process. Volunteers are always a, a big factor in any big type of event that we host, particularly in the sporting area. Uh, I would imagine uh, you, you rely on those pretty heavily, but uh, you get well supported with them? Um, very lucky in Hamilton. It's um, they have a lot of events around that area and they have a really good volunteer um, network. So attracting the 150 volunteers is challenging, but we, but we always get there. So each of the um, teams have to have two team liaison officers to look after them over the period of time because they're in the city ranging from um, around seven days leading into the tournament and then they leave the following day after the finals head to Sydney for the um, Sydney leg. So how does it logistically or um, technically, how does it work with, with Hamilton be con- continuing to be the host at this point? I mean, sometimes you, you like to take these things on the road and try and get uh, take them a little bit more countrywide, but uh, do the councils have to get involved? Do you have to underwrite things to get events like that these days? Yeah, so we have a we enter into an agreement with the council and work through that. But what's happened now is the current cycle, this current four-year cycle with World Rugby, um, this is the last tournament. So we're now waiting to hear from World Rugby to see what the process is to secure tournaments going forward and um, what that looks like and what their expectations are. So hopefully we get that information uh, late June, early July. Would they ever ever have the infrastructure to hold a world event like this in Fiji, for instance? When you look at what Sevens Rugby has done to Fiji, when you look at uh, just the two games of Super Rugby that have just been to Fiji, and you look at the crowds, the enthusiasm, is it ever a viable option, Fiji? Um, look, I think it could be, and, and there has been discussions with them while we were going through this series until we're um, hit with COVID around having um, one or two of the leagues over there. 
But unfortunately, with COVID striking and um, all the countries locking down, it sort of went off the table. But um, I think, yes, certainly it could smithy at some stage. Right. The other thing that uh, you touched on before, Craig, is uh, the terrific news that has just been released is, uh, and um, there are press releases available. Uh, the sellout uh, for the first test, the All Blacks uh, against Ireland. Now, this is great news, I, I, I think, for not just New Zealand rugby, but uh, the All Blacks, uh, the Irish and the game, particularly on the back of the thought that it might be just a little bit tough to sell out these games. Yeah, it's, it just shows the desire that, that uh, the New Zealand public have of having getting back to live events, Smithy, and um, certainly selling out in the short amount of time it has. Um, it surprised me personally, but um, I know there's some people that work in the marketing team that weren't too surprised, but um, long may it continue, and, and, and having live sport back again is really exciting, and um, in my position, being able to work on something like this is special as well. And all the other people that work on it as well are really excited. Within New Zealand rugby, Craig, how much how much time would be devoted to the fan experience as such? Uh, a significant amount of time, uh, Smithy. We've got um, a crew of people in our events team that um, are working on the customer journey and have done a lot of work on the customer journey over the last three years. And I think you'll find some of the things we'll be doing around the test matches this year and the sevens, um, you'll see a, a, a different look and feel around that customer side. But it's very important, as you'll appreciate, being a, an avid follower of all sport. Yeah, well, I, I do. Um, and, you know, actually having a radio show as well, you, you, you tend to ask for feedback from time to time, Craig, as I guess you do in your industry as well. And uh, there's a lot of um, lot of reasons that, that people don't go to big events, and, and that's that's your, that's your ballpark. I mean, uh, do you get much feedback? Uh, do the public come back to you at all on things like cost of things, things like um, you know practicality around the stadium, access to stadiums, things like that? Do, do you have to do exercises on those kinds of things all the time? Absolutely, reviewing that with our, with our venues in the cities. Um, and it's a massive part of it. And as I, as I said before, some of the uh, our events team have um, done a, a lot of work around the customer journey over the past two years. And um, they they have delved really deep into getting feedback from punters. Um, and it's been very beneficial. You're never going to get it 100% right, but the closer we can get it to 100%, the better for, better for everyone. But it is challenging when you get... 48,500 people into a stadium like Eden Park and um, just trying to get it 100% right. But we're all doing our best. Uh, you guys, uh, I would imagine, uh, would be pretty keen to see this Christchurch Stadium up and running and, and with, a, with a vast... Uh, I want to say, uh, you, you've got a big drawing area in the Canterbury area, great sports fans down there. I mean, the sooner this gets up and running, the better, I would imagine, for events that you've got planned. Yeah, I think everyone's excited about the, the new stadium in Christchurch and um, it, it's got a, a reasonable capacity as well. So um, it'll be just interesting to see when it's turned on in terms of um, the completion date.
Well, maybe one day they might uh, have a sevens uh, weekend in Christchurch. That would be good, Craig, to think you could take it How down to the South be? Island in a, bra- in a brand new stadium. It would be fantastic. In the meantime, though, it's back at Hamilton, 21-22 January next year. Congratulations on securing that. Uh, look forward to uh, ha- having a chat to you closer to the time. Uh, all the best, and thanks for your time this morning, mate. Thanks, Smithy. Really appreciate it. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.